This is the AM640 Afternoon Drive Show on Talk Radio. AM640. Rather than issuing a new permit under the same parameters as the, uh, as the former permit, which I think would not be appropriate, we need to look at what parameters need to change before there's a new permit. That was our uh, Premier Kathleen Wynne saying she's asking the Provincial in- Environmental Minister to look into water-taking permits for bottled water companies amid re- revelations that, you know, Ontario's only charging businesses $3.71 for every million litres of water they take out of the ground. Uh, one of the stories that really caught our I was the story about Nestle. Uh, they are currently their permit is up for the well in Aberfoyle, and they're still uh, they're still using it because there's a loophole. And if you uh, make sure that you uh, renew your application 90 days before it expires, then you have a window to keep using it, which is that's pretty incredible. Mike Nagy from uh, he is the chair of Wellington Water Watchers. He joined us earlier on in the week. He's back again. Mike, it's it's nice to have you back on the show. How are you? Hey, Kelly. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to discussing this with you today. It's been a very busy 24 hours. I bet it has. So now earlier on, I think, were we talking on Friday or were we talking on Monday? Time flies. <laughs> it was Monday. All right. Uh, we were talking about the permit in Aberfoyle. It expired in July 31st. And uh, they, you know, you were a little bit upset that Nestle is still drawing from the ground, although that we are in a phase two drought right now and a lot of people can't even water their lawns and that they were extending without uh, public input. Yeah, I mean, this is an ongoing issue. And first of all, I don't encourage people to use uh, drinking water for watering lawns. But um, <laughs> yeah, of course. But um, that aside, I just um, this has been a, a whirlwind 48 hours. We now have the premier uh, actually basically repeating a lot of the words we've been asking for nine years now, that these permits have to be looked at differently, that the whole process and policy is outdated and needs to be reviewed and that no it would be in her words inappropriate to award new permits under the old rules because as she said uh, 30 years ago when this was instituted we never even foresaw that this sort of industry would be here taking so much water from our aquifers and it was it's kind of in violation of the intent of the permanent take water process yeah let's go back to that because i refresh our memory on exactly what that permit to take water uh process was all about originally Basically, the original intent was to find out how many straws were in the glass because we basically have, you know, as, as Ontario started to grow rapidly, especially southern Ontario, central Ontario, there was a lot of water drying and uh, lots of things were happening. So the, the idea was to start finding out where, those, where, where people were drawing and for anything over 50,000 litres or more per day, you had to get a permit. Mm-hmm. And, and, that, and municipalities draw a lot of water, but they recycle it through their system and it's replenished into the ecosystem. So basically what's happened is we find out we have a lot of straws in certain glasses. Um, there's, there's water around the province, but there's in some places many, many straws drawing from a smaller glass. And it's time to start pulling some of those straws out that basically aren't necessary and were never appropriate. So originally these, these permits were only so that they could monitor who's taking the water, how much is coming out of from, from the ground. That's right. And the intent was to award those permits to value-added industry that needed to make their their businesses grow for municipalities and agriculture, which were the three big prime users. And to, to reiterate to the listeners, the water belongs to the people of Ontario. It's actually called the public commons for that reason. The province doesn't sell our water. It actually issues a levy or a licensing fee to draw water. And currently it's $3.71 per million litres. Mind-boggling. 
which is wholly inadequate, and with, especially with a totally underfunded Ministry of Natural Resources, which does not uh, work on water, but they need funding too, as well as the M- Ministry of Environment and Climate Change, which issues these permits. Um, they are only recovering maybe 3 to 4% of the management fees. But increasing the levies isn't really the answer or the issue, part of the issue that we're talking about too. It's whether this is an appropriate use for our water to be wholly exporting Ontario's public water, putting it into plastic and making, you know, multiple billions of dollars off public water around the world. Yeah, and you know, uh, it's it, it worries me slightly that it's just, I, I wonder if this is a case of when trying to look good now that it's been revealed that for, it's $3.71 for every million liters that uh, companies that bottle water are charged for, you know, drawing that water out of the ground. It's a pittance because they can sell it back to us for 99 cents. My fear is that this won't, they won't look at the environmental uh, impact. They're just going to look at the optics and they're going to say, let's raise the price a bit. I, I'm so glad you brought that up because that is our concern too. That is not going to solve this problem. It is really about the appropriate use of the water. She's been well aware of this issue. The, we applaud the Environmental Commissioner's Office and the report that stated that this was a problem as well, a problem that we've been stating. And now she, actually Premier Wynne is finally realizing that pu- the public uh, light bulb has come on and this is no longer a, a tolerable issue for the public. Well, has and, a light bulb come on or have we just shone a light on a, something that seems really ridiculous that's going on? I think it's both. I, I've seen a difference in the consciousness of Ontarians when we speak to them. Th- things have changed and we've been at this for nine years solid. Matter of fact, myself since 2002. And I've really seen a change in the last year. There is a groundswell of people saying, you know what? I understand this. And the 2016 drought has been so oppressive for so many that they realize, you know, water isn't endless. It's not like when in the old days we used to think we would never run out of cod or never run out of trees, and we know that wasn't true. And and the same mentality is applied in Canada that we think we might not ever run out of water. Well, we are in many areas, such as Guelph, Kitchener, Waterloo, all the way down the Grand River watershed and other areas are water-starved areas. And water is very precious so why are we allowing it just to be pumped for for and put into plastic and sent outside of the world outside of the province it just doesn't make sense we're talking with mike Nagy, who's the chair of wellington water watchers mike uh you brought up the fact that uh, people think we have no shortage of water in ontario and you know i after i spoke with you on monday i opened up the phone lines and i had a listener call in and i don't think this listener was alone so i'm certainly not judging them but they were very much on the side wait a minute kelly we have we don't even know how many lakes we have that's how much fresh water we have so this this is uh, ridiculous that we're up in arms about them drilling here. I mean, it's just, it's some water in the ground. I want you to speak directly to that uh, th- that person's sensibility and that person's uh, attitude towards the groundwater and why this is actually serious and why, you know, the lakes up north might not apply in this situation. Yeah, groundwater and the water that exists in this area is very precious. It's some of the oldest and cleanest water in the world, and that's why these pumps are located here. That's why water... Packagers like this water because it is highly precious and it's very clean. However, it is, a, it is not a, it, a, an unlimited resource. It's a finite resource. It's, and then when we talk about lakes up north, if you pull the plug on the lakes and drain them, they won't, many of them will not replenish for years. For example, the Great Lakes, they replenish at such a small percentage per year that if we pulled the plug and had it drained down the Mississippi Delta, it could take thousands of years for the Great Lakes to, to, to fill up. 
So since we, if we have water that's pooled and we just look at it, it looks great. However, every watershed has its own renewal rate. And down here in this area, the, we, we, we are in the water-starved areas at times of drought. So the, the, the science is very different and it applies very differently when you're pumping groundwater. The, the a listener also brought up the idea that uh, about 150 people are employed by the bottling uh, plant that Nestle has around uh, Guelph and said, you know, what about those people? We've been calling for a gradual phase-out of this permit for a long time. Um, this is obviously with the evidence that's showing. Um, we empathize with people that are employed there. There's 150 permanent jobs. We empathize with that, and we've always have been. However, we have always proposed different solutions that the water be put in returnable, depositable, and reusable bottles, and that's what we call for all beverages in Ontario. The Wellington Water Watchers have asked for that for nine years now, that we get back to a deposit return system. Mm-hmm. And keeping the water within the watershed would, 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 and tracking that water would also solve a lot of the problems. But we cannot continue to pump, and the evidence is showing it's damaging the aquifer. The aquifer is drawing down. The Mill Creek in the area is also reverse flowing again. So it is showing that eventually at the rate we're going, they will be looking for new jobs anyhow, uh, just as we have in forest industries, just as we have in fisheries and many others. Is so it time, time to start to... thinking about the, the aquifer and drawing water from the aquifer like we do about those old mining towns that have now become ghost towns? It is a, I think that's a really good analogy, and I really think we have to look at this. This was an industry that should never have allowed to get to this size in the first place. And what happens is once... There's a tremendous amount of revenue being generated by, by even by one corporation. It makes it very difficult to knock it down. And um, this is a luxury that the world could never afford. And we are literally swimming in plastic in this world. Uh, the, the, the bottled water industry is actually a sign of water inequality, not a sign of water equality. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this, uh, and, and, it, and where people are water starved, they are forced to pay huge money for this, opposed to this the investment being made in clean water for everyone in the world where we have are so spoiled in our country to have beautiful tap water yet now we're taking that for granted i really enjoy uh talking to you mike i'm keeping your number on the rolodex because Mm -hmm. i think you're a font of knowledge and you really make a lot of sense so thanks for joining us on the show again anytime i love being on your show thank you so much i really appreciate it mike have yourself a great day thank you cheers bye-bye the AM640 Afternoon Drive Show. Listen live. Weekday afternoons from 4 till 7 on AM640. Or download the app at 640toronto.com.